Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Top of the 8 o'clock hour here in our nation's capital. About two hours left to go before we hand things over to CBS Sports Radio. You are tuned in overtime here on 106.7 The Fans. The youngest in charge, Ruben Linnell, Willingham. We're taking your calls, man. 1-800-636-1067 is the number. You can tweet at me as well. It's at N-E-L-L underscore BTP. Uptown Don, get ready to re-rack the audio for us right now. Started off by saying at the top of this, the top of this hour, excuse me, last segment. John Common, VSPN, the longest tenured member of the Washington Commanders beat. What he says, I view it as gospel. What he hears most of the time is correct, but obviously journalism is not an exact science. Everyone's got different sources. John Kime on the John Kime Report, which you can download and listen to wherever you get your podcasts, is on YouTube as well. It's some very interesting insight about what he's been hearing regarding Washington's head coaching search. Take a listen. There are a couple guys that really stand out on the list, and they're really the three guys that I've mentioned, Raheem Morris, Dan Quinn, and Ben Johnson. When I talk to people about... Um, what what Washington who Washington is talking to those are the names that more people will talk about now in some cases it's because maybe they know them a little bit better but I think in other cases it's because they feel like obviously Ben Johnson if you're looking for the top offensive coach who's going to be available this offseason it's Ben Johnson then if you're looking at a guy that a lot of people really respect it's Dan Quinn another guy that people feel like deserves a second chance it's Raheem Morris and so, like, when I talk to people about Raheem Morris, I mean, he's got a lot of fans out there. And there are people who played for him here, obviously, because um, he coached here back in the day. But there are a lot of people who connected with him at various stops who are very, very high on him. And the things that you'll hear is a natural motivator. That is John Kime talking about what he's been hearing. A lot of Raheem Morris being brought up, a lot of Dan Quinn being brought up, and a lot of Ben Johnson. Now, I want to say this, peeling the curtain back a little bit, letting you know the way uh, journalism works, so to speak. John Kime is through and through a professional. John Kime plays journalism by the book. For him to be mentioning these three names, he did not say that they were finalists. Never said that. That's me speculating and, and assuming but I don't think he brings up those three names if they're not, especially Dan Quinn. Because think about why he was bringing up Dan Quinn and why and what he's been hearing about Dan Quinn. Respected guy, deserves a second chance. 
Can't the same be said for Mike Vrabel of the Tennessee Titans, who I would consider a much stronger candidate than Dan Quinn? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Raheem Morris is a name that has been brought up the last two hiring cycles. And for good reason, I talked about what he did this year with the LA Rams. You heard Kime rave about, or you heard Kime talk about people raving about his leadership ability. Younger guy can relate to the players. There's a clip uptown down on YouTube. If you just type in Raheem Morris, it's an 11 second bite of him at training camp and the analogy that he used to describe <laughs> then I believe Atlanta Falcons training camp or Tampa Bucks, Tampa Bay Bucks training camp was phenomenal. And it kind of shows you why people are quirky and geeked up about Raheem Morris. But the question I want to pose out to you guys, MGM National Harbor List Alliance, 1-800-636-1067. If those three individuals are the finalists for this commander's head coaching job, if the finalists are Dan Quinn, Raheem Morris, and Ben Johnson, which one of those guys would you want? Now, I'm going to put my flag in the ground in this particular instance for Raheem Morris for the reasons I just listed. Familiar with the area, can relate to players, and is the ultimate leader. When I hear... It's kind of blurry uptown, Don. It's from 13 years ago. Um, when I hear and read Jalen Ramsey go to bat for him the way that he did, it, it pretty much was all the validation that I needed. It made the most sense for me. It's Raheem Morris' insane quote about training camp. But that, to, to me, like... His name has garnered a lot of buzz here over the past couple of days, and it's for good reason. So let's know, talk about training camp and what he thinks training camp is. Um, training camp is a little bit different. You know, to me, uh, that's when you establish the men. You know, you take off your underwear, you put on your big boy pads, and you put your face on people. And, and that's what training camp's about. I speak Raheem Morris. It's a violent game. It's not nice. It's not powder puff. You're not playing tiddlywinks. It's about punching the man across from you in the mouth and making him tap. That's the way Raheem Morris sees football, and I'm all for it. 1-800-636-1067 this number. Steve is in Columbia. What's going on, Steve? Hey, how you doing, Lino? I'm good, man. Hey, um, I'm going to tell you, I think it's a deflection. I think uh, – the clue is when they hired the analytics guy from, from Baltimore, mm-hmm. and I think they're going to go with the Ravens, <clears throat> under the Ravens tree, they're going to take the defensive coordinator. Mike McDonald. I know Kyle knows way more than me and all that, but I just think that model is going to work for this team. I just think that he'll have his offensive folks already in place, and that's, that's what I believe is going to happen. Let me ask you this question, Steve, and I've been presented with this question, and I struggle with it. For those of you that want a defensive-minded head coach, do you worry about possibly not having continuity offensively with the young quarterback that we expect to come in here? Because let's just say Mike McDonald gets hired, the OC does a good job, he's probably going to get plucked. No, because I I just look at what – I know it's just a small sample Mm -hmm. size, but I'm looking at what the guy in Houston has done. Yes. And he had no experience whatsoever. Yes. Right. 
He had no experience. With, but I'm look, I'm down with Raheem. If they choose Raheem or um, the the other guy, Ben Johnson. But I think Raheem is real. If the, if Raheem Morris was the coach this year, was during this Rivera Trevat. Uh, mess. I think you would have won more games. I just think him, from a motivational standpoint, and from him failing and and succeeding, he kind of understands today's players, and he would have got the most out of them, and he would have adapted schemes to maximize his players' talent. So I think Raheem would be good. So either way, I'm good with either of those guys. Steve, appreciate you tapping in as always, my man. Look, I I hear it. Thought Steve made a good point. He thinks it's a deflection. Now, I can't be angry, and I tweeted this out earlier. It's at N-E-L-L underscore BTP. There's no decision that Adam Peters can make, that Josh Harris and company can make, that I would be upset with. And I don't think anyone out there has the right to be upset with it. As long as they're leaving no stone unturned, which to me, very clearly, they've already shown. They're searching high and low, wide and far, to find the right head coach for this football team. Let's go to Pat in Mechanicsville. What's going on, Pat? What's happening, Mel? How you doing tonight? I'm good, Pat. How you doing, man? Hi, man. Yeah, I, I like Ben Johnson, but you know, if that if that don't work out, I take Raheem too. And uh, I got a question for you. Mm-hmm. You remember at the beginning of the year when the players were all bitching and stuff to. Uh, Rivera about uh, Betty Enemy being too too tough on him. What do you think Morris would have told him? <laughs> You're damn right about that. Look, I, I think I think Ra, everything you hear about Raheem Morris, Pat, is he is a player's guy. He's going to tell it like it is. And you know this probably, Pat. Tough love sometimes is exactly what a professional athlete needs. I think the best quality in a head coach, or one of the most important qualities in a head coach, is knowing who you can pat on the back and who you got to put your foot up there as. That's right. Hey, and I agree with you 100% on uh, what you said earlier about uh, Robert Griffin. You know, if you're not good enough, you're not good enough, man. Grow yeah. up and, be, and be, a, be a man and stop being a damn-ass baby. All right, man, <laughs> go, go skins, man, or, or commanders. Go, <laughs> go commanders, man. Pat. I, I'm, I'm fired up, man. I'm fired up, man, for next year. Yes, sir, Pat. Appreciate the call as always. one 800 636 1067 is the number on the National Harbor Listing Lines. You can tweet at me as well. It's at N-E-L-L underscore BTP Uptown Don. If we got a quick second, I want to let you all, we, we promise we'll let you hear. It's it's Rams general manager Les Sneed talking about Raheem Morris. And let me just give context to the situation. Raheem is in the Rams building. Raheem leaves L.A. That's a huge void they've got to fill. So for his current employer to be advocating for him to get hired somewhere else, it tells you not only is Raheem Morris damn ready for the job, he's probably going to be damn good at it too. So I do want to say uh, talk about Raheem just because I know he's interviewing for just about every head coaching job in the NFL right now, and it's been three years. But what I do, I haven't had a lot of opportunities to talk about him. Number one, I think we all know, great human being. Uh, the guy's coded to, let's call it, respect everyone, to build a relationship with everyone, no matter where you're at in the organization. And what's awesome is, is as he does that, you just see the respect flow back in his direction. And that's just that's just he's coded for that. He's it's a uh, it's a superpower that I think would help any organization. He's a highly intelligent human being who happened to choose football. 
and probably could have done a lot of things in life. But I chose the path of football. Uh, I remember when he came here to be our defense coordinator, uh, having a relationship with Rich McKay in Atlanta. And Rich said, wow, what a unique uh, experience. And let's call it, you know, he's coached in the defensive room. He's actually coached in an offensive room. And whether he was a mentee learning, whether he was partnering with people, whether he was mentoring and leading others, you know, those great Tampa defenses, that great uh, Atlanta offense that nearly pulled off a Super Bowl win. I mean, he was in the offensive room. He was in those defensive rooms. So there, there's not many coaches uh, on the planet, right, who's been in both of those rooms on those two sides of the ball. He's going to he's going to build a he's going to give any organization an edge and just how collaborative he is. It's going to be it's going to be an edge that uh, most teams aren't going to be able to compete with. I know this. He'll be able to hire an unbelievable staff. Every coach who's any good, who's qualified, who wants, they're going to want to work for Raheem. And I'm pretty sure there'll be a lot of tampering charges because just about every player in the NFL is going to text him and want to come play for him. I'll let the NFL handle that. But I, I haven't had a lot of chance, uh, a chance to to sit down and, and let people know what I really think of, of that human being. What he did for us during the Super Bowl run, calling the defense in some of those games, that speaks for itself. I do think if you're looking for a coach this year, what he did and how even when they were taking on water in some games during uh, first halves, the adjustments that were made at halftime and just also just psychologically calming everyone down. That, okay. It's going to be all right. And, and we played some unbelievable second halves with, I mean, the, I'm sure we'll talk about it today, right? The, how that defense was built and, and the, let's call it the less than experience that they had, but that's uh, I want to talk about Rob before we get started on uh, maybe the 2023 season. Yeah, look, Rams GM Les Snead, calling it how it is about his defensive coordinator, Raheem Morris, and everyone knows just how great of a person Raheem is. And I think, to me, that's what sticks out the most, right? And I understand when you're nice to people, sometimes you may get opportunities when you're not qualified, but it damn sure seems like Raheem is more than qualified. And it means something to me that countless high-ranking officials throughout a multitude of different organizations are willing to put their neck out there and say, look, you got to hire this guy. Let's go to Matt in D.C. What's going on, Matt? Hey, man. Thanks for taking my call. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. So I, I share a concern that you have that if we hire a defensive coach, I mean, I think I've heard you express this concern, mm-hmm. that the, the OC might get posted. Yes, no, that's that. real. That's real. But what about if we hire an offensive coach, don't you expect him to still hire – an OC who might get post if we have success or, you know, where's the continuity if, if we're likely to still lose the guy, you know what I mean? I think it's a valid point. I kind of was trying to play devil's advocate with it. Our guy, your favorite, oh, right. Grant Paulson brought that to me. And I said, I get that <laughs> GP. But as you kind of said, I think any good organization in the National Football League is going to understand that when you have a good staff and when you plan on having success, you got to have a succession plan. That is the thing that I – you look at the Philadelphia Eagles right now. Their personnel from last year to this year is pretty much the same, but Shane Steichen, right. their offensive coordinator, not there. Their defensive coordinator, Jonathan Gannon, no longer there. And you see major regression on both sides of the ball mm. because their succession plan wasn't good enough. Yeah, yeah, that's great, man. Thanks for thanks for saying that. You know, I hadn't really heard that angle. Yeah, And, uh, you know – we're past the era where we can expect uh, incompetence. Right. So maybe we'll actually have a good success. <laughs> exactly. Hey, man, I appreciate the call as always, my man. 1-800-636-1067 is the number. You can tweet at me as well. It's at N-E-L-L underscore BTP. We'll take a quick timeout. When we come back, we'll hear from one of you, our pal Jamal Forrest, the host of the Trapper Dive podcast. He is also an analyst for Hogshaven. 
He's getting ready to join the program. Jamal does a bunch of good film breakdowns throughout the year. One of the smartest guys in the Washington Commanders football community. He is set to join the program next. We'll ask him the same question we're asking you. If, an emphasis on if, if the finalists for Washington's head coaching job are Dan Quinn, Raheem Morris, and Ben Johnson, which one would you want? We'll ask Jamal Force next here on The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Coming up in about 45 minutes or so, about 9.15, about Josh Robbins, who covers the Washington Wizards for the Athletic. He is set to join us top of the 9 o'clock hour as we switch gears a little bit here on Overtime. 106.7 The Fan. We're always streaming live nationally on the free Odyssey app. The number, 1-800-636-1067. You can tweet at me as well. It's at N-E-L-L underscore BTP. Right now, we'll continue our conversation surrounding the Washington Commanders coaching search. For that, we will go out to the BetQL guest hotline. is where we find our pal Jamal Forrest. You can give him a follow on Twitter at Let Maul Tell It. Make sure you always tap into the Trapper Dive podcast. You can download that wherever you get your podcast, and they're also live on YouTube every Tuesday night. Jamal, what's going on, my man? How you doing? I'm all right, Neil. How you feeling, big dog? Appreciate you having me. Man, I'm good. I'm trying to sift through all the minutiae as we've been uh, hearing rumors come out of the wazoo. First of all, being a younger fan in the fan base, Maul, I know Robert Griffin III probably has a special place in your heart, and I know the Jay Gruden offense <laughs> – was unlike anything you've seen in your lifetime, probably, right, with how proficient they were through the air. Can I get your thoughts on Jay Gruden versus RG3? Because, bro, it don't look good for Rob. Hey, Brad, it, that whole situation, <laughs> was it, it's been pure entertainment for me. Um, I haven't been keeping up much of anything outside of, like, 6 a.m. this morning when I was on Twitter, but um, I know – when you look at something like that, bro, like all this started because Jay Gruden is talking about football. Like yes, I don't understand how we even. I, I don't understand how it got to to blow up the way it. I mean, well, we know, we know why it blew up the way it did. <laughs> but it's like, it's like you had to you had to take that swing and and uh, unnecessary one in that man. I it's entertaining for me, but it's like, bro, I can't I can't believe this is two grown men <laughs> going like that over something ten years ago. Like, and then one person wasn't even. He was just talking football. <laughs> exactly. That was the crazy thing about it. I agree with you. It felt like Jay kind of caught astray. 
But, Maul, you know Robert is just getting his We The Ones podcast off the ground. So it feels like anything that could get him a little extra eyes he's willing to do. Think, think about it like this. Like, you you get on – anybody on that's listening and you're on social media mm-hmm. and you get into an argument or you get into a disagreement on social media platform or audio platform or a video platform and you put a little uh, – you have a disagreement with somebody, like, odds are – Eight times out of ten, you're gonna let it go, right? And you're gonna leave it on. You're gonna leave it on the app. Like you knew what it was when he did what he did, uh, and then try to like make this whole thing about Washington in 20, 2015, yeah, like. and put it on the podcast, yeah. and then make a video about it, and then at the guy, like it's it's everything circling back to something that brings attention to Robert, and, and like it's it's unfortunate that. Like we kind of know the tendencies of, yes. of of RG at this point, but yeah. it's like I, I I can't I I don't know man I I can't <laughs> I I'm never really going to ever side with something like that, and that's just like a that's like a personality thing. Like right. just no, I don't know him. It's no disrespect to him, but like that's I'll never ever agree with stuff like that. That's that's just not in me, bro. It can't was do it. it was frustrating, Maul, because it's almost like he had revisionist history. There was a a bite that we played. Actually, can we? we Maul will be able to hear it while we're on the phone. I, w- I want you to hear the, the second bite of Robert Griffin III that we played earlier, basically highlighting why Jay failed in Washington. Take a listen. And that was the reason that Jay Gruden wasn't successful in Washington. It had nothing to do with me. We won the division <laughs> title, and almost every person in the locker room hated each other because attitude reflects leadership. So when you talk to me about Jay Gruden, understand that I haven't talked about Jay I haven't talked about any coaches that have been there in a negative way because I've moved on with my life. But if Jay wants to talk, we can talk. And what you have to first do, Jay Gruden, is take accountability for what you did and what you didn't do. So don't come to me talking about all these sly shots when you're the one who asked me to do something in the media that I haven't talked about for almost 10 years. 10 years I haven't talked about it. Now we're talking about it. So if you keep going, I'm just letting you know right now, don't play with me. (laughs) Don't play with me. I will absolutely end any credibility that you did have, let alone with that last name. Maul, don't play with that boy. Well, you need to think about you need to think about Jay. Like, don't don't play with Jay. You need to just let it go. Like, peel back the layers. Like, peel back the layers right quick. Right. Think about think about it like this. Um, first and foremost, reminder, once again. It's all started over football tweet. Right. <laughs> That's right. the first thing. But but then but then ask yourself like why are we even considering that we're talking about uh uh protection schemes? Exactly. Jay Gruden has coached several different quarterbacks in his career. Like he's been coaching coach, co- coaching offense for uh or, or a part of an offensive staff for, for a decade at the point in which he wasn't coaching in the league anymore in, what, 2020 or something like that? Right. So he had at least two decades as a, as a coach, whether it's uh, arena football or actual NFL. And, and and you're telling me that out of all of the, the, the situations, you felt the need that he may have been talking about you or you wanted to make it about you? Come on. I think about that. I think about um, why would you bring up the press conference that everybody has, has like, do you think that that was worth mentioning in a conversation that was about picking up protection calls? And, Mo, and he, looked, like that? he looked horrible in the press conference. I remember it like it was yesterday. It, but but and and yes, correct. And and my thing is the way he phrased it in his podcast. I'm listening like that's not what you said. Right. Like this, that's not kind of a that's kind of a 
summation of yeah. what you said, but you said something way more harsh than how you how you kind of pass it off in your podcast. Yeah. And I think the more dangerous thing about this, because I again, like I'm not the person that I don't know these people personally. Like right. I can only go off of what I what I know of of their time here. But my main thing is like when the, the dangers of social media, whether this whole back and forth is right or wrong. My main thing is, bro, when you have a following as large as RG, yeah. um, he has like, what, like uh, 2 million followers on, on social media. Yeah. And, and when you have those platforms, he was even willing to come on the radio, I believe, this morning on local radio to control the narrative. I, and, I, and, and I would rather, uh, I, I may be corrected, but I did hear Pat McAfee say something from ESPN saying he was going to have try and get Jay Gruden on, but uh, he, he said either Robert didn't want him on, or he was—he just didn't think that he could have Jay on because yeah. Robert was a teammate or something like that. But to right. that point, like it's—it's it's it's about a narrative control on that side. Like Jay's chilling, exactly, and 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 we're, and, and we're having a, a bully try to forcefully feed this information to over two million people yeah. and get on as many <laughs> airways as possible to make sure that people understand how he feels. And I think that whether right or not, right or wrong, I think the power of social media, bro, is crazy because if you have a large following, it doesn't matter uh, what you say as long as the people follow you and they believe in you, bro. You want you gonna have it back, and it don't yep. matter what you say. You can say whatever you want, and people gonna have it. They gonna ride with you. Joined right now by Jamal Forrest, one of the co-hosts of the Trapper Dive podcast. You can download that wherever you get your podcast, and they stream every Tuesday on YouTube. Uh, Jamal also an analyst for Hogshaven. And give him a follow on Twitter at Let Maul Tell It. I think you provided great perspective on the situation. The only reason that I feel like Robert is egging Jay on is Robert wants an excuse to air Jay Gruden's dirty laundry, and that's going to get him even more clicks. So it'll be a messy situation that we continue to monitor uh, throughout the coming months. I want to talk to you about ball, though, man. You're one of the most one of my favorite people in the Commanders community in terms of breaking down film and knowing what the hell you're talking about. I've said it since about the middle of the regular season. This hiring cycle, talking about GM and head coach, is probably the most important hiring cycle in the history of this franchise. When you look at the head coach spot, Ben Johnson is a name that keeps being rumored. I'll give you a hypothetical, though, Maul. If the finalists for this job were Raheem Morris, Dan Quinn, and Ben Johnson, who would you go with and why? Ooh, um... That's that's a really good question. And all right, let's kind of start with the two quote unquote retreads, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you look at you look at Dan Quinn uh, and his opportunity with the Dallas. Well, first off, the Atlanta Falcons. He did a, a, a well well enough job with Matt Ryan to to the point where uh, you know he found his way to the Super Bowl um, one time. I mean, you had a twenty eight three lead at, mm-hmm. against the New England Patriots, in which you you really there's no excuses for losing. That should have been a win. Uh, but you found a way to fumble that the team did collectively. Um, you were the head coach of that, uh, and and your your career in Atlanta unfortunately ends in a way in which you weren't able to sustain or or keep keep your your head coaching job. So you go to Dallas, and uh, what I think he was in his mid forties or uh, yeah mid forties when he was with Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, so now you're in you're in Dallas and you do a, a really good job with the Cowboys. You're able to. Um, stabilize that defense from a, a regular season standpoint. Now, granted, you see one happen against yeah. the, the Green Bay Packers recently, yeah. and you give up 42 points. Um, and and that is alarming because um, you think about like schematically, what does he want to do defensively? Like their their second level is so undersized. Yes. Um, and you don't know if 
this is something with a byproduct of like his philosophy and you want to carry that on to wherever he goes next. Like I want, I want speed or I want like athleticism uh, at, at that second level that can move sideline to sideline and make plays like that. Well, uh, when you, when you have something like that, you got to worry about uh, what you, what you look like in the trenches when they, yep. when you when they seem that really want to be balanced or dominate you in the run game. Can that second level step up and really plug some gaps and help out that first level? Um, that's one aspect to think about, right? And you you ask yourself, is uh, Dan Quinn a person at, at that age? Is that like he's not super old? Like you can right. still definitely get get him in, but but he's a little longer um, gotta, in it too. Yeah, yeah. So you got to ask yourself, like, is this person necessarily the the individual that you want? And on top of that, you got to think about the quality of head coach in terms of leadership style. Um, I'm not too familiar with his leadership style or his the way he kind of controls or demands a locker room. I'm I'm not too sure about that. Well, if you listen, to, if you listen, thing, to, uh, if you listen to Micah Parsons' podcast, he can't stop gushing about Dan Quinn and his leadership. So there's, I know we don't have much on that, which I agree with. I agree with you there. And then you look at Raheem Morris, right? Um, you look at a person who, when he got his head coaching job, was super young, and you're talking about a person who, unlike Quinn, who's had a couple stops here and there, um, somewhat off, like it, it wasn't too far off, like uh, uh, in terms of Dan, like he didn't really go too far. He stayed with Atlanta um, for a long time before that with Seattle, and then obviously Dallas Cowboys, three stops. Um, that's not that's not nothing too that's not too big or, or nothing like a problem or anything. Right. But you just look at a, 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 a Robert Raheem Morris, and you look at all of the stops that he's had in terms of. Uh, being able to collect experience at several different places along the way in which he got to uh, the Los Angeles Rams. Um, you know, and on top of that, he plays, he, he coached both sides of the football. That's what right? I love Like he too, wasn't yeah. just, yeah, he just wasn't on the, the defensive side of the football. And like when you're super young as a head coach, sometimes you're not even, you're not even sure what you're doing yet in terms of like a leadership style, not right. necessarily coaching, like coaches can coach, but like you don't necessarily know what you don't know. And like you're learning as you move along and for, Raheem, who was younger or young at the time, he got his job compared to like Sean McVay. Like Sean McVay, he's a one of a kind type of dude, right? Yeah. But Raheem, when you have these different stops and these different opportunities to learn from different organizations, to learn from different people that you make these stops from, like those are the people that you kind of want to invest into in terms of like, well, I like, I like the the potential of Raheem Moore getting the second shot. Like retreads are dangerous it's like tough. you look at yeah. yeah you look at the other hand like josh mcdaniels what does josh mcdaniels do when <laughs> when things go wrong with him he, yeah. he goes back to bill belichick right like he 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 got fired in De- denver what did he do he went back to new england uh he got another job and and went to, to to vegas but he it took him a long time to leave new england and i think for for coaches like that who only goes back to what they know that's dangerous raheem was the person who really invested into him so when he got fired from Tampa, he didn't quit. He he went around different organizations to learn. And I think that's something where you look at these players, like Jalen Ramsey just spoke out. Mm-hmm. He says he, he loves uh, Raheem Morris. And if there was some things, you know, to go down, like he would love to play for him again. <laughs> but that's those are the type of retreads that you will want to know. Like somebody yes. who's had time to gather experience. And, and to answer your question directly, because mm-hmm. I explained the retread, um, I would prefer Raheem Morris. Um but Ben Johnson is interesting. Um, I think his leadership traits are, are a little bit uh, slept on in the DMV area because we, I know a lot of people haven't heard him speak. But, like, he, he knows how to communicate. 
he's so reflective. Um, there's like this pressure. I'm gonna send to you mm-hmm. now that we're talking. I'll send it to you via DM. But like he's very self-reflective in how he how he speaks. He understands what he wants out of his offense. He's able to communicate. He's even able to dissect. I mean, obviously, what his players desire and what they want to be and how to utilize them and even how to exploit or, or make a, a strength even stronger. And I think that's important too when you look at the offense and what you want to get done on that side of the football or even what you want out of the team. And that's important as well. So I will go Raheem Morris, um, but I think a close, I would say 1B is Ben Johnson. Joined right now on the BetQL guest hotline by our pal Jamal Forrest. You can give him a follow on the old X app at Let Maul Tell It. Make sure you tap into the Trapper Dive podcast. You can download that wherever you get your podcast, and they're live on YouTube each and every Tuesday night. Plus, you can read Jamal's work uh, at hogshaven.com. Enough about the commanders, Maul. Well, actually, one, 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 more, one more question for you, because I know you're someone that's going to grind the tape here uh, over the next couple of months. Early feeling, Drake May versus Jaden Daniels. Oh, um, yeah, this is going to be, this is going to be tough. Because and it's hard because I know I've you probably haven't dove all the way into it yet, but. Yeah, it's like I'm actually tapped in. I'm really tapped in. I'm like, when we're talking, I'm, I'm like on my sixth or seventh game of Caleb Williams. Okay. <laughs> so, so, so like uh, May and Daniels is up next. Um, But I, I think when you look at Daniels and this is a, like a very, uh, high level view. So I won't like be too specific on these guys until mm-hmm. I can really watch them. But I think when you look at Daniels, right. Um, you, you kind of get weary about like how long a person has been in college, but also like their level of success and sustained success when they were in college. Yeah. Um, Jaden had an, a hell of a year this year. Right. And I think when you look at a person of his nature, but also performing like he did in the sec, um, that's that's always going to be valuable. That's always going to be worth something. I think when you look at his ability to uh, develop in um, Brian's system, his head coach, like I think that's something where you can't ever like take for granted in the quarterback, right? right. The development is always important. Um, the the details in terms of how he's processing things, like that's what, something that people really have to pay attention to. Sure, you know him for a person who's able to take off as a dual threat quarterback, right? But at the same time, you can't necessarily um, sit here and label him anything yet until you you know in detail, like, how his development has been um, over the last two years. I can tell you, like, flat out, like, I remember, like, my my first memories of Jaden Daniels, um, and this isn't a criticism or or how I feel about him right now, but, like, one of my my more serious or vivid memories of Jaden Daniels was not a good one. And this was before, like, his his season ended in 2023. Right. It's like him overthrowing the flats, like overthrowing the first level throws and, and very, being very inaccurate on the first level throws. And and that was something where it's like, um, like how does he? You want to look at that? Like how does he look on all three levels? Because if yeah. you can't hit a check down, like that's scary. Exactly. Like, it don't it don't matter. <laughs> yeah, you can't. You that's scary as hell. Um, and then when you think about Drake May, um, North Carolina is uh, I mean. Who, who was the last guy? Mitch Trubisky. Yeah. Um, was like Longo the, there the, through all of through all three of these guys? Was, was he there with Trubisky or no? You said was who was who there with Trubisky? Phil Longo. Was it the same scheme that all three of those oh, guys shoot. ran? I know. I know Drake and Sam are pretty much running an identical offense. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not sure who was around with with Mitchell. I'm not. I'm not too sure at all. Um, yeah. but but when you look at these three quarterbacks from North Carolina, it's not about like who they are, but I know they get a bad rap. 
And I think when you look at Drake May, um, first and foremost, he's like 6'3 or 6'4. So that automatically, size, yeah. yeah, that automatically should be factors in, factored in into like the difference between him and Sam Howell. Like I think about uh, Drake and I think about, uh, excuse me, I think about Sam and I think about Caleb. And I see similarities in their game in terms of how they play in the pocket, right? And that and it's so scary. Like I looked at <laughs> uh, Caleb's games, and I I get PTSD. I'm like I'm like, hold on, bro. Like <laughs> I've been here before, right? Yeah, I'm like, hold on, this is scary. Like and and no, don't I don't want people to get confused. I'm not sitting here saying that they're the same player, but I'm saying when you see some ways in which they both play, it's kind of similar. I think Caleb Williams is I'm an incredible player. Um, but there's some 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 more concerns that we can kind of dive Maul, let me, into. Let me ask you this real quick. Do you think? Yeah. And you don't have to go too deep in this because we've got to wrap it up here. Do you think Caleb and Sam have similar fundamental flaws to their game? Um. So for me, I, I think um, my main concern is for 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 Caleb. Uh, and and I guess you can be the judge, and the listeners can be the judge mm-hmm. as well. Like my main thing for for Caleb when I look at him. Um, just the concerns part, like the strengths can be longer. Uh, we can have that conversation for another day. But my concerns is like, um, like I feel like sometimes he has like this hero complex, yeah. right? Like everything has to be like I have to make up for the next play, or I have to I have to save this football team. Like he'll hold on to the football yeah. at a last minute, and that can result in some bad sacks. Obviously, some 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 essentially drive killing plays for for your for your offense. Um, you can also see a per, you can see Caleb um, hold on to one read too late or, or, or even um, looking off an open read on the first level, trying to go for a bigger play. Yeah. And and when you look at that for a college game, you know, you can get away with that sometimes because even when I noted the negative just now, mm-hmm. some of those plays that I saw still resulted in completions Massive or jumps, some, yeah. some big gains. Yeah. But it's like in the NFL where every yard is important, mm-hmm. how many times can you get away with that on the next level? And that's what I'm trying to project in my mind. And, like, those are the scary parts when I look at Caleb. It's like it's like a really boomer bust uh, quarterback, but yeah. he's much more – he can hit He can hit all three-level throws. He can – he's more elusive. He's agile in terms of, like, how he navigates in the pocket and in the open field. Um, he's very self-aware in the pocket as well. But, like, I, I just need to know, like, what is his mindset? Can he get honed in to, to be, like, a, a, a more on-structure – quarterback and and it's not to say that he can't but it's like it's a lot of things out there that says like you got to talk to him to understand them to see if he can if you can really trust him to to make an offense as efficient as possible well we got a couple of months to pick apart all of these prospects i know caleb williams will be definitely at the forefront of those conversations mo we appreciate you giving us some time as always my brother Already now, man. You be safe, bro. Yes, sir. You too. That is Jamal Forrest, ladies and gentlemen. Make sure you give him a follow on Twitter and let Maul tell it. Make sure you download the Trapper Dive podcast wherever you get your podcasts. You go live every Tuesday night uh, on YouTube. Make sure you check that out as well. We'll take a quick timeout. When we come back, I see a few calls on the line. We'll grab those on the other side of this break. Plus, we'll take a quick look ahead at NFL Divisional Weekend. When we come back, I'll give you my official picks for all four games coming up. This weekend in the National Football League. Your calls, my picks, next here on The Fan. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop, And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order. Order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Big shout out to our pal Jamal Forrest of Trapper Dive Podcast joining us in the last segment. If you missed any of my conversation with Jamal, make sure you download the always free Odyssey app. Use the Odyssey Rewind feature. Go back to the 830 segment for my conversation with Jamal. We touched on a bevy of different things. RG3 versus Jay Gruden and Drake May versus Jaden Daniels. I know that'll be a hot button topic that we discuss over the next couple of months as we get geared up. For the most important draft in recent memory for the Washington Commanders, they're currently slated to pick second overall in April's draft. Quarterback seems to be where they're going to go over the next couple of months. We'll decide which quarterback they should actually take. Coming up in about 10 minutes or so, final hour of power, uh, we'll have... I just completely had a brain fart. Final hour of power. We'll switch things over to the NBA. We'll talk a little round ball. The Wizards off tonight, but a massive game tomorrow night. Uh, at Capital One Arena, Victor Wembanyama and the San Antonio Spurs coming to town. He'll go against his uh, former Mets 92 teammate, Wizards first rounder, Bilal Koulibaly. So that's uh, certainly going to be fireworks tomorrow at Capital One Arena. Can't wait to tune in to that. Uh, we'll talk all things Washington Wizards at about 9.15. Our pal Josh Robbins, who covers the team for the Athletic, he is set to join us. We'll ask him about Marvin Bagley Jr., former number two overall pick, made his debut last night with the Washington Wizards and was damn good uh, in the loss against the New York Knicks. Uh, we'll discuss Marvin Bagley's debut. Uh, plus, we'll also discuss what moves could be next for the Washington Wizards. A couple of updates out there around the NBA water cooler surrounding uh, Kyle Kuzma and his potential trade value after Pascal Siakam goes for a couple of first-round picks earlier in the week. I want to get some of your calls, so let's go to Benjamin in Fort Washington. What's going on, Ben? Benel, what's good, bro? How you doing? I'm good, man. How you feeling? First time calling, man. I'm doing good, man. First time calling, but I've been, I've been listening to you for quite quite some time, hey, man. Hey, man, y'all got to call in, man. brother. I appreciate you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hey, I just want to say, man, you, you always say that you, you're the youngest in charge, right? Yes, sir. I actually follow that same man, Mo, because I'm actually the youngest in charge of what I do also. Okay. And I respect you for that, man. I, I, I actually give you your flowers. Let me go ahead and give you that right now. I appreciate you, brother. Yes, sir. Let me um let me go ahead and man and address this Jay Gruden and RG three thing, man. It's 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 perplexing to me because in the end of the day, I'm just like you. 2012 was one of the most exciting years me for myself mm-hmm. that I've ever seen as a Redskins fan, ever seen. Yeah. And I gotta give my boy RG three. I ain't gonna lie. He is a weird dude at times, <laughs> and, but 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 I can't take away that dude was electric when he came to us, man. Dude was a star. And now let me, now let me say this: I don't want to I don't want to say too much, but I've I've worked for his dad and 
I know his sister and him personally. Okay. Okay. I I've been doing I've been doing HBAC for over twenty years. Okay. I've worked for them. I know them. I I know them personally. Okay. Let me tell you this, man. Let me just go ahead and address the elephant in the room. I get that dude does bring amongst some negativity on himself. I do know that. But you cannot tell me, Lanell, man, you can't tell me that I think Jesu, I think I, I call him Jesu. I can't <laughs> you can't tell me, dude, man, he, he I know he's trying to get he's trying to get the perks and he's trying to get the attention when it comes to his new podcast and all that extra stuff he got going on. I get it. But dude, man, he's telling us something that maybe we all are not privy to knowing. Now, think about it, Lanell. He in a locker room with some dogs. Garcon. He in a locker room with Santana. Fletcher. He in there with some dogs now. And and I'm not going to say that guys in the locker room was jealous of the attention that dude was getting. Mm-hmm. But nothing was more fire. Dude, dude is fire when he came. I'm telling you. No, man. honestly, bro, man, you, you, you spitting truth. Because I remember like it was yesterday, man. It felt like, and being a younger fan at the time, I had never seen success with the team for real, man. And he was like the biggest breath of fresh air. I've never seen it. Like literally, out in my thirty-five years, I've never seen it. New, never seen. <laughs> I'm it. telling you, Bryce. <laughs> I mean, it, was it, the truth, it makes man. me mad. It makes me mad that we didn't. Because honestly, if we do, if we would have beat, we was up on Seattle fourteen bang bang. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It makes me mad. Dude did that with one leg. We was up <laughs> on Seattle fourteen bang bang, and all we had was we had. I think we had the Atlanta Falcons after that game. Yep. We won it. Yep. Dude, we could have went to the Super Bowl, bro. I'm telling you. Russell, I think Russell and them ended up beating Atlanta that week, and they made it to the NFC Championship, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, yes. It irritates me, man, yeah. because now then I, I, I turn on my radio. I get it. I'm out here and driving in the snow. Turn on my radio, <laughs> and I hear GP and Danny. And then, of course, you already, you on overtime. I'm listening. I'm like, what? I didn't know anything about Jay Gruden and, and RG3 situation until okay. I turned you on. And I said, what the hell are we doing, man? <laughs> I'm like. I'm like, well, what are we? What are we talking about here? Yeah. I ain't. Gonna, I'm not gonna lie to you. I know, dude, can be a weird dude as hell when at times. But let me tell you, Lanelle, I'm in his. I'm, I'm. When it comes to the disagreement, and when it comes to what we're talking about about Jay Gruden and RG3 and Shanahan, let me tell you something, Lanelle. We had Sean McVay, Cal, and Mike in the same building with this dude. Now. I don't know what is what the issue was. I don't. I don't. I don't know when it comes to racial and yeah. when it comes to skill because they. We I've always been hearing, oh, he ain't put the work in. Man, I don't know. What, I don't know what the amount of work that guy put in. I'm over here. I'm. Right. I, I'm at my. I'm, I'm at home. I'm at home watching the game. I, I don't you. know what RG three. What, what type of work he putting in? But I know he took us to a playoff game that year. So I can't say he didn't put no work in. I knew he had an issue with reading defenses. But and I ben, and ben, had, I'll, ben, I'll let you go on that, brother, because we're up against the break. I'll, I'll answer okay. off air here. And I appreciate the call as always, my brother. Keep calling. I think Ben, I, I hear what Ben's saying. You hear the narrative about him not reading defenses. It's hard. I think what Ben's alluding to, and I think a lot of us need to take this perspective when we talk about these athletes. How the hell am I supposed to know how much work Robert's putting in? I don't know what that man's doing at the crib. I don't know what time he gets to the facility. Now, beat reporters and things of that that nature may know, hey, Robert's not the first guy in, last guy to leave. You want your quarterback to be like that. But I can't tell tell you what he was doing and wasn't doing at home. But I know this. 
I played for a horrible head coach at Bethany College. Awful. His name was Bill Garvey. One thing that I take away from Bill Garvey, he said perception is 99% reality. The perception is that Robert doesn't work hard. So guess what? That ultimately becomes final hour of power coming up here on this Friday night edition of Overtime. When we get back top of the hour, we'll switch things to the hardwood. The Washington Wizards made a big-time trade last week, and their trade piece debuted last night. We'll tell you how Marvin Bagley did in his Wizards debut next here on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop, And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.